and welcome to our second quarter 2023 Market Intel Report. I'm Dave Allison and excited to be with you today. Certainly no shortage of headlines that have created volatility in the stock market here to kick off 2023. But overall, a good first quarter for both stocks and bonds, which is well needed coming off of last year's losses. Now, if we look at the overall market, the first thing that I want to start off today's video in doing is just giving a quick recap of what we saw occur in the first quarter in terms of performance of various asset classes and indexes, but then spend more of our time talking about some of the key themes that are on the minds of investors as we look throughout the rest of 2023. So in the first quarter, I mentioned both a good year for both stocks and bonds. Both asset classes were up to start 2023. And the first thing that I like to do is look at what we are actually defining as the stock market. Because if you turn on the media, you can see a lot of different examples, the Dow Jones, the S&P, the NASDAQ. And if we start with the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones had a pretty stable first quarter of the year. It was slightly up just under a half of 1%. If you contrast that with the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies in the United States, the S&P 500 was up almost 7.5% for the first quarter. Again, the Dow Jones typically is a smaller sample size of stocks. They tend to be blue chip value stocks, whereas the S&P 500 is a larger sample size, 500 of the largest companies in the United States. If you contrast that with the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ are companies that elect to be listed on the NASDAQ exchange. They tend to be more heavily biased towards the technology sector. That index was up a whopping 16.77% in the first quarter. Now, what's interesting, of course, is kind of what goes down tends to come back up. What goes up tends to go down, and that's normal volatility and some uncertainty in the market. And if we contrast the first quarter with what happened last year, the Dow was actually our best performer last year. It was down about 85 to 9%. Contrast that with the first quarter, it was the worst performer of the three. The NASDAQ last year in 2022 was our worst performer. It was down about 33% because tech stocks got hit the hardest. The first quarter of 2023, it was up about 165 to 17%. And this really just goes to show you how difficult it is to try to time the market. When to be in tech, when to be out of tech, when to be in value, when to be out of value. The reality of it is the best approach is an overall diversified approach. You want to have some exposure into the companies that fit into all of these indexes. And if you look at your performance statements in the first quarter, the reality of it is because of that diversified approach, you probably fell somewhere between the range of what the Dow delivered and the NASDAQ delivered. The average United States portfolio in the first quarter on the equity side, the stock side of things, increased by about 5.2%. 
Now, bonds on average increased by about 3%, both United States and global. And it's also critical to look at global markets. We think there's a lot of value in global diversification because, again, over the last 10 years, the United States has really outperformed. We've been in this tremendous bull market environment. But in the first quarter of 2023, the United States market averaged about a 5.2% increase. If we contrast that with internationally developed countries, they rose by about 7.5%. And last but not least, emerging markets did about 5.6% in the first quarter. And so again, out of the three, United States developed international and emerging markets, United States rose the least, which again shows to the prudence of diversification. Now let's switch gears and talk about some of these key themes that are on the minds of investors today. The big three that we're hearing about, talking to our clients about, and talking to other partners of ours is number one, are we nearing the end of this fight against inflation. Number two is how will the Fed balance inflation with this emerging financial instability we started to see in March with some of these well-known banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse dealing with a lot of turmoil and a couple of these banks starting to fail because of this raise in interest rates that occurred with the Federal Reserve. You see, a lot of that banking turmoil happened because banks collect all of our money that we deposit, and then they go and they typically invest that money. They make loans to people like you and I to be able to take out mortgages, they make loans to business, and they have a lot of their reserves invested in government bonds. Now, we've shared in other videos that there's this relationship between interest rates and the principal value of bonds. You see, as interest rates rise, the principal value of bonds fall. And that's okay if you hold the bond to maturity. But if you need to cash in that bond before it is due, you might not be able to cash in the bond for the full value. And that's what we saw cause this banking issue, right? A lot of depositors wanted to get access to their money. The bank didn't have enough liquidity, so they had to sell bonds at a big markdown value, and that essentially caused a lot of chaos and disruption for their balance sheets. And so we're gonna talk about now how the Fed needs to continue to balance their fight on inflation with some of this emerging financial stability. And then last but not least, we're gonna wrap things up in this video talking about the potential outcomes for the US economy in 2023. You've heard me share in other videos that if we are heading to a recession, this will be the most anticipated recession in world history. But there's some very real outcomes and likelihood that we could have that hard landing that we've heard so much about in the media. The first thing that I want to talk about, and I'm going to bring up this slide, is this disinflationary process that continues on. The Fed is continually trying to fight inflation by raising interest rates.
You see, as the Fed raises interest rates, it encourages us to save more of our money because we can earn a better interest rate on the savings, thus not buying as many goods and services, thus bringing the cost of those goods and services down. And this has been working for the most part. You can see by this chart here, last month's CPI print, the target core inflation was around 5%, certainly coming down from its lows. And we continue to see the expectation for inflation subsidizing throughout 2023. Now, what's interesting about this is there's a little bit of inflation that's sticky. It's hard for the Fed to solve. And that traditionally comes around that core services group you can see in green there. Even more notably in core services, the challenge with bringing down service-related inflation is a huge component of it is related to shelter, housing costs, right? And the reason that this tends to be a little bit stickier is a lot of times housing and shelter is done in longer-term commitments or agreements. For example, take renting an apartment. You're typically going to sign a one-year lease. So the cost of that isn't going to come down while you're under contract. One of the things that we do anticipate is as these leases start to come due, we're going to see costs come down that should hopefully lower some of the targets of core service inflation, thus bringing down the total inflation level, meeting some of the Fed's longer-term target goals for inflation. The other thing that I want to touch on again is how the Fed is now balancing fighting inflation with this overall financial stability. I find this chart really interesting. I'm gonna put it up on the screen and what you can see in dark gray is right before the banking crisis, we saw what the market's expectation was for that Federal Reserve terminal interest rate. And what you can see here is before the financial crisis, that target was about five and a half to 5.7%. What happened is immediately after the financial instability of the bank sectors broke, the general consensus of that terminal rate plummeted quite substantially. And you can see that plummet in that darker green color. On March 13th, the expectation was that the Fed is no longer going to continue to raise interest rates but in fact, they're going to start lowering interest rates to deal with this banking crisis. Now, luckily, we figured out for the most part, and of course, the history book isn't written here yet, but a lot of the banking crisis was very specific to those banks like Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and Credit Suisse. And the market started to calm down a little bit on a global banking crisis. And in that kind of lightish green color, we started to see just a few short days later after regulators stepped in, public market sector stepped in, we started to see a lot of people come together and try to bring solutions to the banking industry. We saw that expectation rose again. Now, it's not as high as it was pre-banking crisis, but it certainly has started to crept back up to the point that we believe that there's going to continue to be some higher interest rate hikes as the Fed balances fighting inflation with the overall economy.
And why that's relevant is when the banking crisis happened, what you see is they started to get a little bit of sand in the gear of lending, right? Banks now are more apprehensive about lending their capital out to people via loans. That in and of its sense helps cool the overall economy because if banks aren't lending as much, then businesses aren't growing and that could be a natural fight against inflation. This last chart that I want to share on kind of the possible range of outcomes for the U.S. economy remains pretty wide. You can see there's this concept of a hard landing or a soft landing that's been talked about in these videos as well as all over the media and the newspaper. A hard landing is really defined as a deep recession. It's where we're going to see high unemployment. It's where we're going to see a lot of increased volatility in the stock market, and we're going to see negative GDP growth in the overall economy. The next option is a soft landing. A soft landing is more of a mild recession. We could see increased unemployment. We can see some increased volatility, but overall we're going to expect to continue to have moderate but positive growth. The third option is no landing at all. There is no recession near term. And in this case, we're going to continue to see GDP continue to accelerate. We're going to continue to still see a strong labor market. And what's interesting about this chart is as we look at the first quarter of 2023, the market was really pricing this no landing scenario. They thought that the Fed was doing a good job battling inflation. We didn't foresee the banking volatility that we saw. And so the markets reacted very positively, specifically certain sectors like technology and growth companies. Now, the reality of it is when we poll a bunch of industry partners, about 39% feel that a hard landing is inevitable. About 50% feel a soft landing is in our future. And 11% are now saying no landing at all. And what's interesting about no landing is, again, I want to stress the term in the near term because the reality of it is the economy goes in cycles. Recessions are just a natural part of that. And so it's not like we're never going to have one. It's just it's not in the near term. And I'll end with this, that even if we do experience a recession, whether it's a hard landing, a soft landing, or of course, no landing in the near term, a recession does not always equate to negative stock market performance. Because if you look at the last 10 or 11 recessions that I have up on the screen here, you can see that during the recession, the average stock market return was about negative 1%. That's not too bad, right? Like there's days in the market where it goes up or down by greater than 1%. But the more important statistic is looking towards the future. Now, post a recession, one year after, the S&P 500 has experienced, on average, about a 16% return. If we look three years, it's been positive 30%. If we look five years, it's been positive 56%. So while 
the uncertainty of the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month stock market can be challenging. The most important thing is that you have a plan and you stay the course because long-term investors are rewarded. And it's why we're so passionate about financial planning, ensuring that each of our clients has an appropriate amount of money in their bucket plan, their now bucket, their soon bucket, and their later bucket. So if you have any questions at all over the market, over the economy, over your specific investment portfolios, I highly encourage you to reach out to us, reach out to your advisor, and we can go through and ensure that your portfolio is properly aligned to the amount of volatility that you're comfortable with. Again, I appreciate everything and I look forward to seeing you next quarter. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisor, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Ohio. Allison Wealth Management and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice. Insurance and tax services offered through Allison Wealth Management are not affiliated with PCA. Information received from this video should not be viewed as individual investment advice. Content may have been created by a third party and was not written or created by a PCA-affiliated advisor and does not represent the views and opinions of PCA or its subsidiary. For information pertaining to the registration status of PCA, please contact the firm or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. For additional information about PCA, including fees and services, send for our disclosure statement as set forth on Form ADB from PCA using the contact information herein. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money.